Hello, so welcome to episode number 13 of The Space In Between. And today we're going to talk to a very dear, special friend and senior nomad teacher, Samantha Fulton. We're going to kind of talk about her recent transformation that's been a bit a long time coming. And yeah, I am kind of tired, so I'm going to keep this short, this intro short, because I am in the midst of two teacher trainings, and we had that big snow and ice storm this weekend, so I'm sort of tired. But um, what's going on in Nomadland? We have, starting by the time you listen to this, we'll be having a flash sale for the next few days. I think it ends on Friday, so we got to jump on it. We have one more spot, one more room, I should say, one more room, possibly two more spots available for our Omanosa, so our retreat, our nomad retreat in Costa Rica and the Osa Peninsula. That's February 28th through March 4th. And we have, again, one more room. So that could be, you know, if you want to take a solo adventure on your own and spread out in the bed like a big X, <laughs> you can reserve that room for yourself. Or if you want to do a romantic getaway and share your room with your loved one or um, you have a girlfriend that you just don't mind sharing a bed with, yeah, this room might be for you. So we have a king-size bed room still available, one or two spots, and we're taking, I think it's like $350 off each registration. So act now because it's going to go fast, and I think it's the perfect time to book a get away from this very cold weather. So yeah, go ahead and over to Nomad Always at Home to find out more. And my new movement class, Movement 109, the next time it's happening is Thursday, January 31st at 5.30 at Bar Body and Soul. I'll be talking a little bit more about this next week, like what it is exactly. And we have a whole bunch of other dates in February at Bar Body and Soul and Beacon Yoga and Namastasis. So to find out more, go over to nomadalwaysathome.com. And now I will leave you with Samantha Fulton. Enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. So today I have Samantha Fulton, and she is a nomad teacher, a senior nomad teacher. And I'm so excited to have you here, Sam. I am so <laughs> honored to be sitting here with you, Phoebe, yeah. my dear friend. My dear friend. <laughs> and uh, just a little background is Sam and I have known each other at least Six years, seven, yeah, eight. probably, yeah, Maybe probably more, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we reminisce this story over and over again. But worth saying again is, um, I met you because I was kind of scouting teachers back when I was running the Roundhouse and Beacon, and I wasn't sure, you know, what what I was looking for at the time. And I really heard great things about you when I came to your class, and I loved it. But I think you had said something basically saying you weren't available. I didn't actually outright say, hey, come teach with me. But I think you said something to the effect that you were super busy. So I didn't. And then just you, life happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you actually reached out to me when I was starting Nomad. And so, so it was your newsletter. Yeah. Um, when you were kind of committing yourself to Nomad before it was Nomad. Mm -hmm. You were putting yourself out there. And I thought how brave and how courageous and how vulnerable and I really admired you for that mm -hmm. and sharing your story. Your story was so inspiring to me. Um, you know, I could identify with elements of it and mm -hmm. I just thought this person is so special and mm -hmm. 
Thanks. I mean, I knew that about you years before, but... Yeah, but we didn't really know each other in mm-hmm. that respect. No. So there was just <laughs> something that both of us felt a spark Definitely. Uh, when we had those little interactions. And yeah, and so you had reached out to me, and I don't even know if I was really in that place of bringing in teachers at the time, but uh, yeah, we just started a relationship, I think, in some way, and... And then when yeah, it came just, around, yeah, yeah it was just corresponding, so organic. it was, yeah. it really was. I think we just developed our own connection. Maybe it was, mm-hmm. you know, sort of professional at first, but yeah, through uh, Tadasana, yeah. Tadasana, yeah, and then it just blossomed and developed. And so did no, I mean, Nomad has come to such a different place, I think, than yeah. you initially envisioned. And yeah. I was just <laughs> so happy to be along for the ride in whatever capacity. Yeah, I'm so grateful for that. I think that's why like you and Karina and Juan Carlos are just so special because you all were just ebbing and flowing with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I think, you know, what was it about a year ago, year and a half ago, we or actually two years ago, we had that retreat and it that was, was two years ago. a seed exactly. where we we're thinking, oh, okay, let's maybe do this teacher training thing. And, you know, I, I planted that seed and sort of let it go, but then it came around and then you mm-hmm. guys were just there full on in it. And even that has ebbed and flowed since we, we began it. So yeah, we're, our relationships are ever changing and that's what's really cool because we can just flow back into it. Like, oh, this is what it is now. Okay, let's see where Nomad wants to take us now. So Yeah, and it's it truly is like a symbiotic relationship. Like I know that in terms of effort and time I've given to Nomad and wanted to be of service to our Nomad members and to you and to our other teachers, but I cannot even tell you <laughs> how much Nomad has contributed to my life and my process uh, in every way, um, mm-hmm. professionally, personally, emotionally, relationally. Um, you know, everything that we do in Nomadland <laughs> has real depth and meaning. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, I've, I feel like a, a student when I'm around the students and the teachers. Mm-hmm. I, I am a student. I am learning constantly from you and from everybody else that comes into our, into our circle, into our community. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I'm I'm so grateful that we do have this. We attract that um, in our tribe of just um, being able to always be looking at this opportunity of growth and of of learning and and being humble enough to you know even look at you know whoever it is in our who's in our path that they're they're here as a teacher. Right, even though if they're labeled as student, right, Absolutely. they are still our teacher. A thousand so, percent. Yeah. Every little experience, every guest teacher, every student that showed up to a community class, every event that we have. I mean, yeah. Really, truly, everything has been such an amazing learning opportunity and mm. growing opportunity. Yeah. So I just thank you so much. Thank you. Well, and what we're kind of going to talk about today is your journey. Um, and I think it sort of started in that two two years ago at that retreat that we did. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, it started billions of years ago. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> if we're keeping it a little bit more tangible, yes, two years ago, um, we were on a nomad retreat. And mm-hmm. our dear friend and teacher, Juan Carlos, guided a meditation and visualization about Nomad's future, Um, but also he took us into a bit of a personal journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Just his way, I think he held such space that day, and as well as all the other teachers that were there, you know, our little circle that we we were in. Um, Everybody's hearts were just really 
open and minds were open and we just the, definitely there was a flow of creative energy that I hadn't experienced in a while and I needed it so badly and mm -hmm. I was calling it in as well yeah. and it just really um, that specific visualization uh, allowed me to see possibilities that I I think was more closing myself off to mm. um, so at the time I was working as a physical therapist in a clinical setting uh, as I had been for the previous 10 years or so uh, probably nine nine years or so um, at that point and I just had convinced myself somehow that that's what I was to do. That's what I was supposed to be doing. And that's what my degree was in. And I spent all this money to get this degree. And I thought that that was my profession. And it had to be that. And it had to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And what that opportunity, that little circle that we were in that day did for, for me, and I'm sure many others, uh, is that it just allowed me to release the grip of that one idea in that one way and it just allowed a sort of fluidity to come in and show me where I was holding myself back and show me where I was being held back I think by probably society and sort of the industry that I was in mm. um, and it, it, it really let me let me be <laughs> let me be and um, I was wanting so badly something more. You know, I, I felt really restricted by what I was doing in the clinical setting. I was feeling uh, like I could only help people so much. Um, and then I was limited by either insurance companies or time or energy mm -hmm. or space or, you know, um, the people that I was working for. Um, and like I said, a lot of that um, was sort of industry imposed, but a lot of it was self-limiting, self self-restricting. Um, so yeah. I think I think a lot of people can relate to that, whether they Absolutely. work, you know, in your field, but also a medical field in general, or even a corporate. Even I'm hearing what you're saying is just anything corporate too, right? You have to go through all of these logistics just to, you know, do your job, and there are so many roadblocks to just do your job and um, kind of feel like you have to take a certain path, as you're saying. Absolutely. It can be yeah. with anything, not even just professional. Yeah. You know, I, I think I was overall, I was separating my life mm -hmm. a lot. I was separating the different facets of my life. I was like, okay, now I'm going to work and I'm a physical therapist. And then tonight I'll be a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. And then in between that, I'm a mom and a wife and a homemaker. <laughs> and I have all of these roles that I play and I was allowing those roles to sort of define me in those little pockets of time. And I was like forgetting to remember mm. what I am beneath all of that and ultimately. Yeah. Um, and that, just that, that day and with, with that special group of people and just that energy unlocked something that I always knew, uh, you mm. know, you, that's like with any, I think with any like good news or any truth, it's like, oh yeah, I knew that. Like yeah. It's like not anything <laughs> rocket science or yeah. mind blowing. It's like, but it is, it is mind blowing. It is. It's yeah. Like, that's funny. I know. Whenever you have those aha moments, it's more of just a remembering. And actually, that was my, oh, no, it wasn't for that retreat. It was for the, for the teacher, teacher training. training. Remembering. Yeah, it was remembering because I yeah. do, I feel that um, a lot of times when we have that aha, it feels aha, it feels so clear because we have this idea. That, yeah, it was there. We've been here before. And we're just seeing it again with uh, clarity, you know. And we do, we get all these different roles that we play kind of layered on top of it. And then we peel them away again and we see it again and go, ah, 
right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like we get caught up in these identities. It's not, I mean, it's, you know, the human condition to be in these roles and to be different things to different people and in different parts of your human existence. I mean, that's a normal part of the, the existence, I think. But to let it take you away and, and be your identity and mm-hmm. to forget what, why we're doing, right? Like we're here reminding each other. Yeah. That's what Juan Carlos <laughs> did for me that day. That's what you all keep doing for me. You know, yeah. you and Karina and uh, the other, our other members of Nomad, um, the Nomad community, like just keep reminding me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, especially, especially our close knit group yeah. of teachers, you know, you and Karina, I'm always reminding, reminding, reminding when yeah. I forget. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm grateful that we can always be a mirror for each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So your 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 journey up until that then you were kind of feeling fragmented in that you were you know playing this one role as a physical therapist and then a yoga teacher and then a mom and a wife and and then somehow being you <laughs> right that? in alone time, right <laughs> Samantha in alone time like oh she doesn't have those roles I guess mm-hmm. that's what you're saying and then we had this retreat that kind of opened up and I just want to give a little. Uh, um, shout out to our teacher too, Elizabeth Andy's Bell who, and Bruce Bell, who actually they're on a podcast here too. I'm not sure if I think we're releasing it before this gets out, but so people will have a reference to them. But so we went to their home, right? They were we were in their home studio, and that was really special. Very Just powerful. That space. I mean, the space that Juan Carlos created, and we all created together. Mm-hmm. We co-created, um, but that physical space was just really special too. And, and having that day of movement that she was, she was playing with. And actually in the podcast that we share, she's talking about that movement that she has been exploring. And we were sort of her guinea pigs and, you know, revealing it to um, the public. So yeah, that was really something. Was something happening there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that experience, that physical experience for me, I mean, that absolutely laid the foundation that mm-hmm. opened the door for the experience that I had to follow with the meditation. Yeah. I mean, she, the way she guided the movement, but didn't guide the movement also, yeah. you know, it was like she was, she was pointing us in a direction with our bodies, with our breath, with our, um, you know, with our intention, but it was completely free form and organic. And, um, that yeah. is what I really, that, that theme is all over nomad. Like, mm-hmm. Um, sort of giving you like, like here, come taste and see for yourself. Like I'm not teaching you this. It's not that I have the answer, right? She wasn't telling me this is the right way to move. Yeah. This is the right way to do this. She wasn't teaching me some new technique that, that had, you know, rules. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there was structure and foundation there. Absolutely. There was reasoning. There was a method to, to the work. But it, but then it was okay. Now you see how it settles with you. You yeah. see how it resonates in your body. You see how it's going to unlock the places that you're stuck. Yeah, and I remember you too because we had lunch after that before mm-hmm. we went over to the kind of meditation piece. Was you were talking about that like as a PT? You know, you were talking <laughs> about the fascia and just how she's saying all the things you already know. But it was almost like a light bulb was going off of like, oh, but I don't have to say it this way that I've been saying it. It sounds like totally. Now, I mean, it didn't click to me then, but now hearing kind of where you were at that time and that day, and it felt like maybe she was speaking your language, but in a different dialect and saying you can also speak this in a different dialect or make it your own language completely. Yeah. I think I was, again, like going 
going back to that same idea is like I was very linear and mm -hmm. the way I was taught in PT school was a certain way yeah. and that's what I took the tests on and that's mm -hmm. what I passed the tests on and you know for to study for your board exam you took practice tests with yeah. these kind of questions and so if you didn't know how to answer those questions in their language you didn't pass yeah. so I was still in that mindset and even when I became a yoga teacher you know I trained in classical ashtanga and so it was a certain way although my teacher um, was not this way at all. But the lineage it has a lot of structure. For sure. And in my mind, in my linear Western mind, I was still thinking that way. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was. So I thought becoming a yoga teacher would help me think outside of the box and branch out. <laughs> and, it, and it did to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But I was still in my habitual um, sort of box-like thinking. You know, and so through people like Elizabeth and... Um, and through you and other our other nomad experiences, you know, it's helped me like smooth out the hard edges, I would say, and just, yeah. you know, have things be much more fluid and, and organic and, and individualized. Yeah. And that's individual, like it could be me, I'm the same individual, but I'm not tomorrow or in five years or 10 years, you know. So it's, it just really showed me so, so much. And I was you know, in that experience and in others, I was, you know, that day with Elizabeth, I was definitely learning new things, but I was also relearning mm -hmm. old things. Yeah. You know, seeing things in a, through a different lens. Relearning and also a little bit of unlearning how it's supposed to, unlearning <laughs> how it was supposed to be, you know? Absolutely. Like, oh, wait, here, I can do it this way. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I mean, the talk that I give now for the 300 hour is, you know, and we, we did this with our group this um, fall is, you know, talking about conventional wisdom and that we have to learn those rules to a certain extent, right? You had to take those tests in order to be Completely. certified and, you know, and, and for even for yoga, you know, we have to, we have to learn the rules, but then we have post-conventional wisdom in that we get to break them in a way that we are, and that's kind of what you're exploring, it sounds like now. And I, I am too, you know, I definitely, it's interesting because I, as a dancer, I had to learn, you know, I had to take ballet and I had to learn the structure of a class and, you know, the structure of, of just to build the art of it, the, even how choreography, there was some sort of formula at the time when I went to school for it. But then I always felt like, well, that's not why I was attracted to dance, right? Because it's artistic, it's an expression. And and for yoga too, I feel like I'm coming to that too in my own of, okay, I learned that those rules, but I don't really necessarily agree with all of them. Mm -hmm. And they and don't apply to every person all the time. Yeah. And especially just talking of asana. I mean, asana is not that old, mm -hmm. but how of a sudden are we like having to listen to, um, you know, this technique that we're supposed to have studied, you know, that's only really a hundred years old mm -hmm. and abide by those rules, but we were moving bodies way before that mm -hmm. and existing and being enlightened beings or non-enlightened beings. And, um, so we want to learn, you know, some sort of structure and form, but yeah, there is this, you know, post-conventional wisdom of understanding what is good for you. What is your language that you want to speak and share? Because that's, what's going to make you unique mm -hmm. right that's why you're here yeah and it comes back to like you know the 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 dichotomy like the 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 two-sided coin mm -hmm. you know of holding and releasing and mm -hmm. um you know 
practice a non-attachment <laughs> effort and ease. And yeah. it, com- it comes back to that. It shows up everywhere in yeah. my life, but all over the place, I'm sure, in, every- in everyone's lives, whether they realize it or not. You know, I think For that, sure. um, you know, on the one end, professionally speaking, um, specifically in my case, I think the the work is so is so important the, the you know the foundation the, the knowledge it, of you know being in PT school and having anatomical you know background and mm-hmm. foundation it's so extremely important i'm so grateful for that yeah. but when i was kind of only looking at it one way it was very very restricting um, and and i was i was missing out on so much and i was you know kind of miss kind of robbing my students, if you will, myself and my students of so much because I was a little bit rigid, you know, and I catch myself all the time falling back into those ways, Mm -hmm. back into those thinking patterns. And so it's a practice constantly of bringing myself back and coming back to like a curious mind instead of, you know, oh, I know this already. No, what don't I know about this? Mm -hmm. Like, what don't I know yet about this? And there's so much... There's, there's way more that I don't know than what I do. I mean, I think that we get into trouble if we think... That we know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah or even close to that. And, yeah. But, you know, on the flip side, I um, have, you know, experienced some, uh, some sort of ways of thinking or ways of applying things that are, have, aren't necessarily grounded in any sort of, in any sort of um, sh- structure or... or or foundation or method, mm-hmm. and that that you I think you can lose an audience. Like you can lose your audience. Mm-hmm. I, I think people need something. Our our human you. minds yeah. need something to yeah to ground into. Yeah, and then find their own way of of lifting out of it and sort of ad libbing. Yeah, on that, um, I think it can kind of seem a little a little woo woo. Yeah, if it's if it's not grounded, you yeah. know. So I, I really respect both both things. Yeah. Um, both ways, and and I think to find a happy medium that's individual to each person is really the key, and that's what I love about Nomad Teacher Training is that, you know, we're really all in this together, and we're all encouraging each other to find our own ways to Mm ad-lib on (laughs) on a very firm, solid foundation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's important to have an anchor. And so your anchor is anatomy and, you know, yeah. physical therapy. And my anchor is, you know, other things like dance and... A million other things. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even lot. know what Maybe. my anchor is sometimes. <laughs> uh, but no, my language was through through movement and just in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Through, through dancing. And um, so, but yeah, what I want to get back to your journey, because I think it's really interesting because I've been watching it, you know, um, sort of from the outside looking in. And I'm curious to know more about it, you know, because you did, you planted this seed, like you said, prior to those two years ago at that retreat, but this was where you seem to have had an aha moment. And so kind of take us through what that looked like from two years to to now. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was at least from that moment. (laughs) I was definitely scared to even admit to myself that I wanted to quit my job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and work for myself. Um, I didn't even know like exactly what I wanted to do for myself. I didn't know whether I wanted to be a PT or whether I wanted to just teach yoga or do a combination of movement and body work. But um, I, I was I was definitely scared. I think it's a practice to be seen like that. 
and heard like that. I think that, um, yeah, the practice of being seen. Like I, I think in pr prior to this, when I was working for somebody else, I was just that. I was under somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, I'm just a physical therapist. I just work here. Um, and I wasn't fully taking responsibility for what I was doing. It was mm -hmm. really easy not to. Yeah, well, because you had to play another role in like 20 minutes from then when you <laughs> left that job. Right, right, yeah. right. right. Um, it was also, it was just some sort of hiding I felt like I was doing, mm -hmm. and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, it's a constant practice every day to sort of come out of that hiding. Yeah. Um, I've only recently started like, um, like marketing direct services, if you will. Um, when I initially quit my job, um, I was doing a lot of private yoga, you know, one-on-one -on -one yoga sessions. Mm -hmm. And I was calling it yoga because I didn't understand that I didn't have to call it that. Yeah. Um, I just thought, again, I was still breaking the linear habits. Yeah. Well, let's go back before you mm -hmm. do that. So that, when did you decide to leave your job and how did that look like and oh. how did that feel? Because <laughs> um, you also have a family and so I'm I sure that had to play into it, you know, having the conversation with your husband. and. Yeah, yeah. You know, I so mean, so once I admitted to myself, it was easier to speak out loud. Um, yeah. You know, my husband's really very responsible, very also linear, and, and he's very logistical. And so and he was definitely, he is in the field, yeah. he is a clinical PT. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that, you know, he provides a stable, you know, we, I, I, I think that it would, I would have faced a lot more challenges if I didn't have the stability of his job and mm -hmm. his career. And so I'm so grateful for that. And I recognize that all the time. Um, but it still, it still was very challenging trying to yeah. say, like, I really want to do this. Yeah. I can't do this if you're not on board with me. Um, also, our, you know, our home. We're using our home. I practice right downstairs yeah. in my little home studio in the basement. Um, and so I... I okay, so you want to know what happened? Yeah, if you don't <laughs> so, mind. Yeah, as yeah. soon as I... I wouldn't say as soon as that. I mean, it was definitely some conversations, I would say, over the course of a few weeks. Yeah. Um, really tough conversations, really tough, like, number crunching, if you will. Um, talking with uh, a lawyer, an accountant, um, mm -hmm. just doing all the logistics. You know, mm -hmm. there was definite financial and logistical concerns that we hashed out. And that kind of stuff normally gets me extremely anxious. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at that. And that's uh, uh, another reason out of the thousand reasons why the partnership works between my husband and I. He's, he's really great at sorting that stuff out and telling me not to freak out. Yeah. And so he was a little bit freaking out, but he was less freaking out than me. So, he, so it was good. <laughs> um, and he didn't tell me he was freaking out until after. So that was okay. healthy and good. Yeah, um, he was your anchor there. So yeah. you could do whatever you needed to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, that doesn't mean that we didn't <laughs> have our, have our arguments about it and our, yeah. you know, I wasn't crying every, <laughs> every night for two weeks, probably. Um, <laughs> like really scared, you know, what am I about to do? Yeah. Um, and then, and then once we started the work, it was like, okay, this is happening. Like it's like, I yeah. think I just took a step, like one step. And then it was just like the next step was sort of opened up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it was easy to take, but it was clearer. 
yeah. after I took the initial step. And it was like the internal step yeah. <laughs> more than anything. Then the external stuff became more doable and less anxiety provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started, I'm really super lucky that he's handy. So we started refinishing the downstairs um, little space. It's very small. Um, but we started refinishing it together and it came together in the matter of like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave my notice. So, th- so our retreat was the end of November yes. and I gave my notice the end of January. <sighs> two months later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I worked until the end of February. And so those conversations happened pretty much over the holidays. It yes. Like. Over the holidays. <laughs> because Which what? Is, yeah. <laughs> what other time Throw would you in, do that? Yeah. Throw in that. Throw in that. Yeah. But it was, it was like also really, um, like sort of natural, like, yeah. um, you know, we were like kind of going into the dark of it and, you know, with the, you know, with the weather changing and the season changing mm-hmm. and it was like really, um, sort of cyclical and like it fell in line with what was happening. And I just sort of let that be sort of underground for like a month or two. Yeah. And then it was like once, you know, February came, it was like, okay, now I might start to blossom a little bit. I mean, I was a little ahead of the spring season, but it was, um, I felt very much like kind of guided and pulled by, by Mm. what, by what was happening. Yeah. Um, and then it was like another big step again, the practice of being seen and heard was like actually telling the world like, okay, I'm doing this. Yeah. Anyone want to come in? (laughs) Anyone want to come? Yeah. Um, that was really scary. Was it? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm not just doing this on the side anymore. I don't yeah, have this other thing really to fall committed. back on. This is, like, my job now. This is yeah. my livelihood now. And it was bringing two separate roles that you've been playing now into one. Yeah. So there was more um, There was more sort of at stake, it sounds like. Oh, you know, 100%. In terms of, you know, you could isolate yourself here as Sam PT and Sam yoga teacher, but now these two worlds are colliding. These two types of people, you know, are sort of colliding and yeah, you're very vulnerable and cause you're kind of losing a little bit of yourself in terms of those roles yes. and bringing them to bring them together. Yeah. So you are, you're creating a new person within that. And yeah, that's very vulnerable to, you know, put yourself out there and go, this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Like, hey yeah. world. Yeah. A- anybody, you yeah. know, and I was like really scared of crickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, even with all like the encouragement, like uh, from people that were already my students and people yeah. that were rooting for me, I just felt so lifted up and held up. Um, but that is also scary to have people rooting for you. Mm. You know, that's also really like you have kind of like you're living up to something and it, and it's all internal. It's all because I was really scared to root for myself, honestly. Yeah. Um, and we all deal and with And they're holding you, like, even though they're doing it in a positive way, they're holding you accountable too. Yep. Like, Hey, we're watching you. We're, we're watching you. Up, you know, yep. Every time I saw, but, you know, see people, how's it going? How's yeah. the business going? Are you busy? Yeah. Oh, ugh, ugh. yeah. <laughs> like, I hope I'm busy. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. totally understand that. And yeah, just so for anybody who doesn't know you already, what did that look like prior, you know, the, in terms of the part-time um, yogi, uh, yoga teacher? Yeah, that so was I was just, teaching, I was teaching, teaching classes? two classes a week, two group classes a week at a studio. Yeah. Um, and I was maybe seeing, like doing um, anywhere from one to three private sessions okay. um, with people, um, like after work, you know, in the yeah. evenings or weekends, um, one to three private sessions a week. Yeah. Um, and I like loved and appreciated that work so much, um, but it 
again, it felt separated. It felt fragmented. It felt like extra. Yeah. You know, it felt like, how do I reserve energy for this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and, you know, it's like when you spread yourself too thin, it gets, then everything suffers. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was, I was fragmenting myself. I was separating yeah. myself out. And, and believe me, that's still something that I'm working on every single day is mm-hmm. not to be spread too thin and, whatever I'm working on in one area of my life, trusting that if I'm working on that fully and wholeheartedly and consciously and mindfully, it's going to bleed over into every other aspect of my life. Yeah. Um, so I'm like aware of that. I, you know, that happens in like parenting all the time and mainly, you know, because my kids are, you know, my greatest teachers <laughs> <laughs> every day. And so, you know, and you, you've said this time and time again, like how you do something is how you do everything. Yeah. And so, if I'm, you know, fragmented and, and, you know, not showing up fully for my kids and, you know, not parenting the way that I know my whole heart wants to, wants to be there, then I'm not in anything wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything that way. Like, it's not like, it's not, you know, that's the scarcity model that like, if I'm giving more over here, then I have to be giving less over here. Yeah. You know, that's that model that I don't want to ever move from that I'm slowly unlearning that model, um, you know, to like the abundance expansion, um, you know, exponential model, which means if I'm, you know, if I'm so fully in this, then I can so fully be in anything. I so agree. It's really easy to say. It is a lot easier (laughs) to say than practice. Well, and so, okay. Um, what is that? So now what does it look like for you just to stay in? Like, what is your, what does that look like for you? So my daily life now, and things are different because that was, you know, that was two years ago and my kids were not in school full time yet. And, um, so now just schedule wise and timing wise, things have shifted. So they're both in school full time. So my day is during school hours. So I'm still able to, and I'm so grateful for, for this because a clinical job would not afford me the availability to do this. But um, I you know, get them off to school every morning and I'm home when they get home from yeah. school. So it's like lovely in that way. So you made that shift for you to kind of bring two worlds together, mm-hmm. but it also opened up space for you to be even a fuller parent, it, it sounds really like. Did. It really did. That's so interesting. It really did. Right. And um. Yeah, and people ask me all the time, you know, like, oh, do you do yoga with your kids? And I'm like, no, they don't want to do yoga with me. They, they, like, you know, it's all over our lives. It's all over the house. They're (laughs) playing in the yoga room all the time and playing on the, you know, with the altar, the rocks on the altar. And they're, mommy, can I play your harmonium? And, you know, they want to play with the skeleton. It's it's all yoga. Like, it's all, you know, no, I don't do down dog with them, but you know, they're taking a deep breath when they're having a tantrum, that's for sure. And I'm taking a deep breath when they're having a tantrum. (laughs) And I'm taking a deep breath when I'm having a tantrum. And, you know, I think that that professional example has definitely given me, um, you know, it's definitely made its way into into the rest of my life. That was a learning opportunity that can apply to every, you know, every part of of my life. it um, does. It sounds like you're breaking down all of those walls that, that kind of put, a, you know, in this box of, oh, this is where yoga sits and this is where PT sits. This is where parenting sits. And it really sounds like it has been consciously, but also a little unconsciously, too, of you're breaking down those walls. And yes, we're doing yoga all the time, right? As a parent, you know, that's part of your parenting is taking those deep breaths for yourself and teaching your children how to 
and um, and then just structurally too, right? What you said, physically, you're you're able to be here more present for them. Um, so yeah, it sounds like things are really shifting in a beautiful way. Yeah, I mean, I I want to definitely appreciate the shift and and like all the changes that have come about, but I'm also really honoring like the work that is still constantly yeah. needing to be done. Like in no way do I have this like it's a process. down. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm yeah. working all the time internally and externally, you know, logistically in my life. How can I be more balanced and Yeah. Um, what is that looking like for you right now? Like in terms of what you need to work on, like what is God, that? <laughs> That's a big question. I know, but I mean, in terms of just kind of staying the course mm-hmm. of what we're talking about today, of the unlearning or the the remembering, um, are there? Are you still seeing? Because we kind of talked a little bit about that prior of just like seeing those lessons come back and go, oh, okay, oh, <laughs> maybe I'm not getting that. Are you aware of it, or are you um, trying to figure out what it is? I'm aware of some of it. Yeah. Definitely the theme of sort of like um, linear thinking, you it's know, still and the there, yeah. balance between holding on to what I knew t- to be or, or thought thought was true at one point or thought mm-hmm. was the way um, and then allowing myself to explore other possibilities. Um, so that theme is definitely there all okay. the time and I catch myself all the time like falling back into think like, oh, there I go again. Here Got it is it. again. Um, you know, f- like even in my own physical practice, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm part of now like a small, well, for the last like three years or so, um, which was very different before, um, uh, before three years ago, I was practicing yoga primarily as my physical work okay. for a number of years. But about three years ago, I joined a, like a small personal training gym mm-hmm. and found a coach that I really connect with cool. and, that's been like so eye-opening for me. Like I was like, oh, my body can move in this way. Like, you know, and then, so that's been really amazing. And then like when I watch my four-year-old dance, like Mm. I'm like, oh my God, look what her body, she's like so unrestricted. She doesn't have any self-imposed limitations. She's not self-conscious. She's not thinking about hurting herself. She's not thinking about (laughs) the right alignment. Right. She is just like, letting the rhythm move her (laughs) yeah and then you know with your practice movement 109 like I just that opened me up so much like I'm just exploring all of these lovely like modalities and they're really just conduits to experiencing possibility like they're just they're just different ways to see things different ways to connect deeper yeah you know, and also different ways to move energy. I yeah. mean, we're, we're so stuck in so many ways. And so to do one method of movement all the time or one method of anything all the time, mm-hmm. it just creates stagnancy. Yeah. And, and like static, just rigidity. And we definitely don't need that. Yeah. Any more of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm hearing you and I'm like a couple of things are coming up for me. It's just, first of all, this is happening collectively. Totally. I, I think this I is happening. I mean, agree. I don't want to talk politics, but we can agree mm. that that's happening, right? We have Republicans and Democrats, but there is, it's, that is being well, broken it's down like with divine, it. I think like feminine energy yeah. is just rising. And it's like just, that movement, that mm-hmm. creative flow, that 
um, it's coming that through. disruption of the yeah. stagnancy, the disruption of the rigidity is yeah. happening all yeah. over. Yes. I so totally you're seeing it on this micro level in your own world, but it is, it's happening on this macro level of mm-hmm. how it's happening very collectively. Um, our collective consciousness is, is kind of shaking underneath mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, all those rules, <laughs> let's, uh, and the duality of everything, right? That that's not real. Mm-hmm. So there is there. It's interesting that you're. Um, I, I it's interesting to see yours on on that smaller level, <laughs> right? But it is. It's happening. But it is. So I think everybody, anybody who's listening to this today, could can relate to your story in that, right? Because I'm sure we've had this perception of who we are or what we're supposed to be doing to a certain level. And then all of a sudden we look in the mirror and go, what the hell? Yeah, and How it did I get here? be like yeah. anyone not, way. And not in a bad way. It right, could not just in a be bad like, way. oh, I haven't really changed anything, right? And the other, the other thing I was thinking of, I just listened, and maybe you listened to it too the other day, of um, the podcast with Jay Brown and he um, interviewed, I can't remember her name right at the moment, but she was in Ashtanga, uh, previous Ashtanga, Ashtangi, and um, kind of what's been happening, coming out, not has been happening now, but it has coming happened, out, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's all coming out, and just how um, those balls of, of, you know, of a specific technique or even coming down, and, and just within the whole yoga world, I think that... Um, within the whole world. Yeah, within the whole world, but also... <laughs> but yes, yoga Yeah, I'm world. looking at the huge scope of things, and then your scope, and then somewhere in between, because you're yes. in that community of yoga. And how it is, it's happening everywhere. And uh, she, what she was saying was, you know, that was relating to what you were just saying was how, you know, Ashtanga Yoga is such a rigid technique, right? You have to do primary series every day at 5 a.m., right? Um, no new moon and full moon, but, um, but it's so rigid. And there's no real inquiry of, hey, is this serving me today? Is this serving? Yeah. yeah. Is, is this, this of service? Yeah. Or maybe I went into it, and I've, I appreciated what she was saying there, was she was just kind of saying how she went into it with a certain, you know, for her own kind of depression, right? Mm. But then it wasn't, it it helped her to a certain extent, but then it was actually creating more of that, Mm -hmm. the depression. And so it wasn't serving her anymore, but she just, that's all she knew. So she just kept doing it. And it is, it's, you know, that's kind of where you were at two years ago of like, oh, I'm still doing this, but it's not really serving me anymore. And um, so many of us, unfortunately, have gone through that of, yeah, this doesn't feel right anymore, but this is all I know, so I'm going to keep going with it. Because yeah, it worked everywhere. for me in the past. It worked mm-hmm. for me in the past, but uh, I'm sure it'll. if I keep doing it, it'll get me back on that track, right? Yeah, and that's where the balance comes in. Like, okay, so how, how much do you, um, you know, kind of, quote, unquote, push yourself on days where you really don't feel like doing the work, right, yeah. doing the practice? It's like showing up and having some sort of discipline and... Yeah. Um, you know, fervor in what you in in what you know works and yeah. what you know has has worked for you. But then finding enough space within that, mm-hmm. and trusting your own, you know, yeah, your own instincts. Voice. Yeah, your own inner voice, like to know. Okay, something needs to shift. It doesn't have to be a big shift, yeah. but I can veer away from this one linear path. Yeah, and it can and it can open up such new such yeah. new possibilities that's why i think the you know the practice of self inquiry is so important is yeah. so vital to anything that we're doing not just yoga but every everything, everything. yeah um, 
Yeah, and I mean that is being able having that per space for your own inner voice. That's that's so key, and that's what I've I think I've been hearing as a theme is you know when we have um, you know church or you know religion or politics or um, schooling into some there's always you know somebody on top saying this is how things are done mm -hmm. but then you're there is a voice within you saying mm, I don't know if that's supposed to be how it is and right or maybe today that's yeah, not how today, it's supposed to be so, or for me right now yeah or for this you know student that's coming today yeah. like it's 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 just it's I think it's a really individual yeah thing you know, and, specifically with yeah. yoga but um and I think, I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but that's, <laughs> I mean, that's why I think Nomad is so very special because we hold such it space it for everybody's own voice, right? Um, and, and that's even through the teacher training. You know, at 200 hour, I kind of focus on these are the tools that you need to learn, right, to understand how to articulate to somebody else. Absolutely. And then 300 hours, a bit of more, more tools, but also how do you step into your own voice and listen to your own voice and create space for somebody else in yeah. your, who is in front of you yeah. what their unique, voice. What unique gifts yeah. do you have to offer yeah. as, a, as, a, as a teacher? And, you know, how do you how do you specifically help others uncover their own yeah. inner voice is yeah. the thing. Like I, I completely have all, I've always felt that from Nomad yeah. always. And I wanted to be a part of that because I don't want to tell people what to do ever, no. ever. Cause yeah. I don't know. I it's don't not, know what they should do. Yeah. I don't know either. And, and I think that any, any method that's telling people what to do right. is there's something, there's something off there. Yeah. You know, there's something Absolutely. off there. Um, you know, I think that with like social media platforms and just and yoga teachers and movement people and really every every everything everybody who's teaching anything or speaking about anything has this you know unique thing that we've never had before before like five ten years ago yeah. is to say like this is what I teach yeah. you know and like they'll have some they're able to put something out and say like you know five yoga poses for back pain mm -hmm. and. I think the the way it's presented is really um, crucial mm -hmm. in in what in you know what makes it what makes it safe what makes it accessible mm -hmm. you know if it's saying do these things and it will cure your back pain you know and I'm just <laughs> using this as a very small example yeah, yeah. right do these five yoga poses and it will cure your back pain is really irresponsible yeah you know I I think that it, when it comes and I understand marketing I understand all yeah. of that I re I really do. Um, and I have to catch myself oftentimes, you know, yeah. if I'm scrolling through and I see something and I give a little eye roll, I'm like, Ooh, what was that? Why yeah. do I have such a problem with that too? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, if I'm secure and confident in what I'm communicating to my students and what I'm doing as a professional, yeah. then I don't need to be concerned with somebody else, no. <laughs> with what anyone else is teaching, you know, Absolutely. but you know, just, I'm total transparency here. You know, that happens yeah. that I, you're I, human. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, where was I going with that? I, I think don't I, know. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I think I was going to. Oh yes, um, I think more importantly when we communicate things, like you said, you know, in two hundred hour, you have these teaching tools mm -hmm. and a way to articulate. Right, we need some place to start, mm -hmm. but then ultimately our goal as teachers is not really to again tell people what to do. Yeah. Do this, and this will happen. Yeah. No, it's it's this is what the foundation is. Now go and feel for yourself. Yeah. How is this going to be of service to Absolutely. you? Absolutely. And, and um, 
you know, how does this resonate within you and how can this help you create balance in your life? So like just from a physical standpoint, right? Like, you know, if you're very rigid, how do you, how, how are you going to incorporate this to, to um, address that rigidity? How mm -hmm. can you become now more flexible? And that doesn't just have to be Physically. Physical, yeah. you know, and then if you're loosey-goosey, if you've got so much range of motion, you can go here and go there and go everywhere. How do you bring strength and stability? How can this serve you in that way? How, yeah. how can you, you know, balance that out with, with a sense of stability? So, yeah, that's everywhere. Yeah, that's everywhere. absolutely. And just to touch on the social media piece, too, is, I mean, I catch myself doing eye rolls, too, sometimes when I just see, you know, random people on the beach doing, you know, an arm balance with their leg behind their head and claiming that they're a yoga teacher, right? Mm. Um, and I catch myself in going, okay, what is that about? But I think coming back to kind of what we're, we're guiding people to do is, you know, you do, you have to learn the foundation first, what you said is we, you have, and or you might come out of the womb doing an arm balance with your leg behind your head, but that mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily make you a teacher, right? You might not actually understand the foundation or the rules, uh, quote, you know, not really rules, but the, the structure of it. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what we really want to provide is, is the knowledge, right? At least the, the knowledge that we have, <laughs> not to say that we have all of the knowledge, but the knowledge that we have that we've learned from our teachers, you know, that have been passed down through different lineages. And so, again, we can create, they can create their own perception of that and share it. But what I, what I end up eye rolling at on the social media side of that is here are people who aren't really respecting the, the history of it and uh, the under the foundation of it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and so that's what I'm hoping that just our movement will, you know, not to follow the those rules all the time, and the but to understand them and to respect them and say, okay, there was a time and place for it. Even just what you were saying as a PT, like you. Um, you understand where you came from, right? You don't want to fall back into that rigidity, but you have that oh, to go always go back into and say, oh, this point of reference, if somebody comes to you and they are that person who needs that language, mm -hmm. you know how to speak to them in that way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's just another way of communicating, but it's also your foundation and we should be proud of our foundation whatever our anchors were whether it was anatomy or it was you know really understanding the philosophy of it or whatever it is we have a language to kind of dip into and use as a resource yes yes completely and, yeah, yeah I and I see sometimes that there are just people just putting up a pretty picture on Instagram yeah, and, and that's, not, it's you empty. Know, that's part of their process. Yeah, like absolutely. who knows where they are in their personal journey. And so it's yeah. like all part of it. Like I yeah. definitely did that at one point, yeah. you know, and it's fine. Like, yeah, I, totally. you know, I wasn't trying to hurt anybody. There's no ill intentions there. Like by anybody who's, I don't, I don't think, um, I'd like to believe that everybody is really trying to do good in the, in the world ultimately. And there's, you know, sticky stuff that gets in the way there's ego and there's attachment and there's yeah. all kinds of things that come along with being in this human body, this, this mm -hmm. skin and bone thing that oh, we got yeah. going on. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's all, everybody's on their own individual like journey and we have no idea what that is like for, for other people. Yeah. And there's so much else that goes into there's the social so much media <laughs> piece that that was just the one thing that I look at too is, okay, is there some sort of respect? I guess that's the word that Absolutely. I come to. Absolutely. Some reverence, some sanctity, so, yeah, right? Reference. And like every, yeah. you know, everything yeah. has sacredness. Yeah. Everything has, yeah. has importance and meaning and value. And yeah, yeah I think that's over 
overlooked a lot of times because we're just concerned about getting the pretty picture. So yeah. I think that's where you were going with that. But, yeah. Um, were you talking about marketing? That was yeah. kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah. There's one other thing to just say, just because yeah. this kind of ca- just came up recently. So two weeks ago, no, three weeks ago, I completed um, a Thai massage course. And oh, so, that's right. Yeah. So that. this is just a, another modality that I've been interested in. Mm-hmm. So I've, you know, taken courses for to maintain my PT license, you know, for 11 years now. Um, and so there's been a lot of manual therapy and other things that I'm interested in, but we're all uh, very... Um, Again, sort of one way, sort of linear, um, very Western, very scientific. You know, Mm -hmm. they counted as continuing education credits for my license. So Mm -hmm. they were going to be that a certain way if they were to get approved by by the board, you know. So um, this was the first course that I took that was not, that did not count towards towards, um, continuing education hours. But I was really interested after years of sort of like, um, exploring it a little bit on my own and dabbling in it with like groups and classes and workshops and things. So I went to this training and the really interesting, so, so Thai massage is obviously, you know, has a different, um, it's from the other hemisphere. So literally <laughs> my brain had to go to the other hemisphere and my, and we were learning from the other hemisphere of the world, right? So this Eastern way of thinking and following meridians and um, marma points and, and just, it's a very different, you know, it tra- sort of transcends the musculoskeletal system, yeah. which is the system that I'm most comfortable working with. <laughs> um, and you are using the musculoskeletal system, so you're doing it via via that system, but you're addressing yeah. lots of other things, lots of other organ systems and lots of other things going on there. And um, the most interesting thing that I found myself and te- my teacher was so gracious. Um, her name is Diana Brennis Seller. She was she's a wonderful wonderful therapist. Um, she practices out of New Paltz. If anybody's listening and wants a Thai massage, oh my God, she's magic. But um, <laughs> uh, she kept sort of helping me. She was helping me catch myself mm-hmm. because I had you know shared with her that my tendency is to fall back into you know sort of like linear western thinking and and so she'd she'd catch myself and she'd say change your fingers you're not doing trigger point release mm-hmm. you know she's a massage therapist too so she yes, has so she other knew. training so she kind of knew she's also a yoga teacher um but she you know she'd help me catch myself throughout mm-hmm. and it wasn't out of judgment it was it wasn't out she's of it, yeah it wasn't out of um you know telling me what to do she was helping me uncover yeah. my own stuff she yeah. was helping me look at my own stuff from a place of love and compassion and understanding and she really did want to she wanted to light my candle you know she wasn't trying to you know I like like how we were saying before the the you know the scarcity model like she she was a person who really showed me um you know she's like if I light your candle mine doesn't go out like, you know, like mm-hmm. here, I'm going to share this with you and we're going to sh- both shine brighter, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, there, it, it makes, ev- it makes everything lighter and brighter when we just share with each other. She wasn't discrediting or discounting what I had come to the table with, you yeah. know, she wasn't saying that's wrong. She was saying, let's, let's look at this. Let's look at what you haven't explored yet. Let's look at, you know, and then you'll uncover something new. And so, like right now I'm at a point professionally where that's all I want to do. I just want to give Thai massages to everybody right now. <laughs> okay. And well, I, I have a little time after, after this. After this, BB, you can just lay down on my little bed downstairs. No, but um, I'm very aware that, you know, I, I'm not going to abandon everything else yeah. that I've ever learned ever. But yeah. now I'm, I'm in this place where I'm kind of diving into that and seeing and just sort of trying it on and seeing mm-hmm. how it feels to get 
um, quote unquote, like a fresh, a fresh perspective on, on bodies now and on people, on beings, on spirits, like having pe- somebody lay down before me and just offer this practice, right? Because it's a very sacred yeah. practice. It comes with a lot of reverence, a lot of prayer, a lot of preparation emotionally and spiritually to go into it and offer it. Mm. Um, and it's not at all analyzing. There's no analyzing. There's no story behind what you're finding under mm-hmm. your fingers. There's no, there's no reasoning behind it. It's simply an offering. Yeah. And so it feels really refreshing to do that. That's exciting. <laughs> that's kind of why that's all I want to do right now is because I want to give myself and my brain and my heart a break from analyzing and um, oh, quote unquote fixing, although I never claim to fix people, but that's yeah. ultimately I'm saying, oh, you know, your right yeah. pelvis is higher than your left. Let's look at, you know, let's look at all the things that could contribute yeah. to that. This is not that. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm excited to hear you say that. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So right now, if anybody wants a time massage, that's all I want to do. <laughs> well, but um, no, eventually I'll find a way. And I've been sprinkling it in here and there because yeah. I do have clients that are coming for PT and they need you know, they want their strengthening and they yeah. want they want to continue the path that they've already been on with me. So I'm honoring that. Yeah. I'm also finding ways to sprinkle in, um, you know, the concepts that I learned in this training and, um, yeah. you know, see how I can sort of break it down and apply it again. So I have this foundation now of that and now I'm learning how to ad lib. I'm, yeah. I'm figuring that out and it's only a few weeks. So I, it's very new. It's a yeah. little baby, but um, we'll see. That's exciting. Yeah, you'll Let's integrate it. Yeah. It doesn't, again, have to be fragmented to something mm-hmm. else. But Exactly. Integra- and I, I mean, I did that, too, because I, I taught Pilates for so many years prior to teaching yoga. Mm-hmm. And I felt that same thing, too. As soon as I started teaching yoga, I was like, I don't want to teach Pilates anymore. But I didn't want to abandon all of mm-hmm. the, the people that I was already giving that gift to. And so... I did. I just started to sprinkle it in and, oh, hey, are you interested in this? And it started with the asana and then it turned into more of the meditation. And, and you know, you'll see that people will be open to it and you can give them a little bit of what they need in terms of and what they want, need and want, um, but also open their, their eyes to mm-hmm. something. Yeah, that's exciting. Ooh, I can't <laughs> wait to be the guinea pig. I would love for All you right. to be. <laughs> I'll hold you to it. Well, is there anything else you want to share before we I think just that I'm up? so eternally grateful to you, Phoebe. Oh, and, thank you. And for Nomad, I just think that this this baby that you birthed, you know, <laughs> four years ago, um, just has grown into such a wonderful gift for the world. And oh, it's just it keeps growing in the way that it's supposed to and keeps yeah. evolving into the thing that it's supposed to be for our community and um I'm just so honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Well, I'm so grateful that you're a part of it. You're a huge piece of it. I mean, you've been with us in so many ways since the beginning, whether you were physically here or not. Your spirit was definitely mixed in it. And uh, I'm also really grateful that you had the courage to um, step into this unknown of, you know, taking a chance on your, your professional life, but also it seems like you're stepping more into just you, you know, more of Sam, big S. (laughs) (laughs) Big S. Yeah. I'm, Uh, you know, it's a, yes, it's a practice every single day, but yeah, I do feel that. I do feel that. That's such a gift to witness and, and be a part of in some way. And and if, however, I can support that journey of yours and be a part of it. You are. Um, I'm always here for you and yeah, thank you for letting me thank you, Phoebe. be a part of it. So, yeah. 
And thank you for listening, everybody out there. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, they can find you through Nomad, but do you want to give them any uh, other information on how to find you um, to book their sure. first time massage? Ooh, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, you can find me through Nomad or uh, my website is imsamyoga.com. And I hope to, yeah, we'll do another one of these very yeah. soon. It's funny. You have the website, I am Sam. I have Phoebe Miller Yoga, and I... I don't know how long that will stay, but I just changed my Instagram because I didn't I even use. I saw that. I didn't even. I didn't even have a personal account. I mean, I did, but it, I haven't used it for like four or five years. And then I was like, "Do I want it to be Phoebe Miller Yoga?" I changed it Phoebe Miller dot love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay," because I don't know. I think the yoga I feel Same. kind of where you're at is mm-hmm. like, uh, is it? Is it? It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. <laughs> it's love. Uh-huh, it's I teach love. love. I teach you love through the language of yoga. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever uh-huh. and other things dance and, and other things yeah so cool well thank you thank you baby. yeah